Hello, everyone. This is Margaret Young, and I'm happy to be presenting to you In Pursuit, a podcast designed for young people entering the workforce and learning about everything that needs to be done in order to have a successful and a happy life. Today, we are so happy to be chatting with Elena Serdidis. And I first met Elena about a year ago at an investment uh, seminar for uh, condo purchases downtown in Toronto. And I remember her very clearly. I was very impressed with her. And out of uh, eight to 10 real estate agents, she really stood out to me. And I was later very surprised to learn that she's she is in fact very, very young in her early 20s and already very, very successful in her financial and also her investment career. Thank you, Margaret, mm-hmm. for that great introduction. Like Margaret said, I'm Elena Serditas. I work at Broadlam Realty right now, and I am the youngest agent at my office. And I would say it's about the next agent close to my age is about 10 years older. So I'm definitely one of the youngest in my fields. I am a female in my field, which is something more male dominated. So I do bring a different perception from that end. So I'm going to pass it over to Naomi to ask her a few questions about her journey on personal investing. Hey, everyone. My name is Naomi Opia Evans, and I am a third-year science and business student from the University of Waterloo. Throughout my program, I've learned about life sciences as well as financial management. This has helped me get executive positions in financial advising in university clubs. I've also worked for a number of organizations and companies, even municipalities like the City of Toronto. I am passionate about community involvement and have volunteered and helped facilitate programs for seniors and youth with different organizations such as Immigrate Me. I am currently working on a project called Run Like a Woman that empowers women who are entrepreneurs in Toronto with hopes to one day make it international. I'm so excited to be interviewing you today to learn more about managing money and investing. So what do you consider to be a risky investment or a safe investment? Do you suggest young adults should do risky or safe investments? What's a good path to take? So the first thing I would say is you need to research any investment that you're planning to do and kind of submerge yourself into it. So the more you find out about it, the safer it will be. Personally, I do like safer investments. That's why I choose to invest in real estate. It's one of those markets where you can invest a portion of the actual purchase price and actually expect a return as opposed to when you invest in the stock market, which to me is a lot more risky just because I don't know it fully. But when you're investing into the stock market, you're investing the full amount of whatever stock you're trying to buy. When you're investing in real estate, you could be investing 5 to 20% of the purchase price. So for me, that's a lot less riskier, and I tend to see a higher return. Wow, that's great. So how do you go about buying your first property? What should we know about buying property? Do you need a perfect credit score? So what I would first say is anyone that's younger, just finishing up school, stay at home as long as you can stay at home for. One of the biggest mistakes that young people make is they graduate out of school and the first thing that they think of is I need to move out of my parents' house and start renting. Something that I did that was very, very successful for me was I stayed home. So instead of me having to pay rent to other people, whatever I would have been paying in rent, I was pocketing. And that 
gave me the ability to put money down and be able to buy my first property. Now, in terms of credit score, I would say if you're above 650, you have a higher chance and a better chance of getting something more favorable for you. Anything below that, it's a little bit more challenging. Now, credit score does play a very important role in just finding a property in general, whether it's renting or whether it's buying, everyone will look at your credit score. So it's something that you should very, very much try to keep as high as possible. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, we have been conditioned to believe that there's only a few jobs and career paths where you can make six figures, like be an engineer or a doctor or a lawyer, etc. So I kind of fell into that trap. I'm not going to lie. When I was growing up, from the moment I started talking, I wanted to be a lawyer. And of course, you would never think that a five or six year old would say they want to be a lawyer. But I was that kid. And I'm sure it came from the conditioning of doctor, lawyer, engineer, you have to pick one. So growing up, I was going towards the path of law. In my second year of high school, I switched towards medical thought process. I'm going to go to medical school now. And it's because I did uh, an internship that swooned me that way. But life happened during my second year of university. I ended up getting a summer job in real estate and I ended up falling in love with it. And I would say the biggest takeaway is if you find something that you love, you are going to be successful in it. I'm 24 years old and I make more than six figures. So if you find something that you do love, you'll be able to be successful in that field and you'll love doing what you do. I work all the time. Like even today, I was working from, I would say, 9 a.m. to now. I was seeing clients or writing up offers or doing emails. You work more than nine to five, but you love what you're doing. So you're more happy doing it. Wow, that's amazing. I think that's really good for the rest of us that are, you know, worried about our career paths. And um, trust me, parents will question you. Because my parents <laughs> yes. did. I switched into real estate. And the first thing my mom said was, are you sure you want to do that? But you could go to medical school. And now they don't say anything. They're happy that I'm happy in what I'm doing. And they've realized that I am successful in what I'm doing currently. And that makes them happy as well. Wow, that's amazing. Um, at your age, you've accumulated so much wealth. What was your mission in the beginning? What motivated you to get to where you are today? So when I first started in real estate, like I mentioned, I was in my second year of university and I actually helped start a real estate brokerage. That's what I was doing as a summer job. And because I was doing all of their accounting, my mindset kind of shifted. I was realizing how much it actually took to buy a property and how much real estate agents were making. So I shifted into the mentality that real estate is something that I do love doing, that I can make a lot of money doing this because I have a proven track record of helping out this brokerage and seeing what they're doing. And then on top of that, if I keep my head down and just keep working hard, I'll be able to push that money that I'm making into actually buying a property. So like I said, I did stay at home for the majority of my career. I'm still at home, believe it or not. And it's because I'd rather stay home and buy property that other people rent than me move into one of the properties that I even own solely for the fact of I'm Greek. It's one of those cultures that you don't move out until you're married. 
that's how I was conditioned. You just don't do it. So culturally, I was okay to stay home. But also economically, it made more sense. And every time I sit with a buyer, I usually talk to them or a renter that's young. I talk to them about what their goals are for the future. And if their goal is to buy, two years of staying at home gives you enough of a down payment to go into the market. Wow, that's so true. I never I never thought of it that way. Okay. So Elena, we find that so many young people are, you know, really worried about the debt that they have in university or the debt that they may have accumulated um, in their early years. What what type of advice would you give them or what type of mindset would it take to really overcome that and really, you know, really get back into the market again? So I was definitely someone that was always a saver. So even throughout university, I was working just because I did want to start accumulating that wealth. And I knew that I had a goal to eventually own multiple properties. So something that I would say to someone that's a little bit more concerned about graduating with debt is everyone graduates with debt. No one graduates and thinks that they have a clean slate in front of them. And it honestly, it's very lucky if you do end up like that. But the majority of people don't end up like that. And your first priority should be, what are my payments like? And how do I start paying it off? And then second would be, how much do I actually need to save versus how many? How much can I pay off? So if you're living at home, which I always recommend, and I'm going to say it probably throughout the podcast 500 times to stay home, if you take into consideration how much you need to pay back your school bills and then save the rest, you will have enough to buy and get into the market. Excellent advice. And I would say that in my career of 26 years so far, you know, there's certain attributes and certain personalities, which I, I consider to be success, success factors. And one of the things that struck me most about you, Elena, was really your mindset, and also your grit, your your can do attitude. What type of advice would you give to young people who find it a little harder to get started and to, to maintain that positive attitude all the time? Uh, that's something I notice about you is you're constantly very positive. You know, you're looking out for other people. You're, you're always seeing how you can be of service to other people. How can you develop that type of a mindset or that type of personality? So I would say that comes out of failure and failure does happen throughout your life. There's going to be things that you're not the greatest at and you have to push past those things to get to a point where you're very confident in yourself and be able to succeed with yourself. Now, earlier on, I I can say, and I'm sure everyone else can say that they've had areas in their life where they wish that they could have been better at, or they wish they could have done better at. But honestly, the things that you don't do well are the things that motivate you to be better and to work harder. Now, if for some reason you realize that you're not doing the best in a certain area of your life or you failed at something because guess what? Failure is part of life. It happens. Just failing that one time will teach you what to do differently the next time. And guess what? The most successful people in life have failed multiple times. They've learned from failing. Like Mark Zuckerberg, he didn't finish Harvard. Was it Harvard? I think he was at. He didn't finish Harvard and he went on to create Facebook. Can we say that that was one of his failures or can we say that he actually was really successful in what he ended up doing? And I was reading about uh, Jeff Bezos. You know, he's on track to become the world's first trillionaire. 
in his early days of Amazon, he was talking about how many mistakes that they made at the beginning. And he constantly talks about that. But the fact that they kept working at it, you know, for 10, 15 years, even, you know, mistake after mistake until, you know, the bell started ringing and they started making the sales. Um, it's a very pot- positive attitude to be able to work through the mistakes or work through the challenges um, to get to the next level. I yeah, would say definitely ahead. what I would say is knowledge is power. So the more you learn, the more you observe, not just in school, just in life in general will help you in the long term. Mm-hmm. The question of grit. How do you motivate yourself to make the next call to keep going even when things look very bleak? How do you constantly encourage yourself? So for those of you that don't know, real estate, at least where I'm at, is solely commission-based. So if I don't have that grit, if I don't self-motivate myself, I make no money. Now, I do invest in property, which means I have mortgage payments to make every month. So my motivation is fear of not making payments happen. But at the same time, what I've realized is the more honest and truthful you are in this business, because it is one of those businesses that a lot of people are licensed in, the more honest and truthful you are with the people you're working with, the more business you get. So I've been very lucky that even through COVID, I've been pretty busy and it's because I've had repeat clients or I have clients that have referred me to all of their friends because they know that I'm one of those people that is very honest with them. I would say integrity really does play a big role and not just in real estate and anything you do in life. People want to work with honest people. One of the things that I always share with my team is, is the fact that you constantly need to be learning new things and you know, disrupting yourself basically to, to challenge yourself to do things in a more innovative and in a new way. Uh, what are some of the ways that you constantly disrupt yourself or do you do that at all, Elena? So I definitely do that. One of the best things I would say that I do is I learn a lot from the people around me, definitely people that have been in the industry for years. I'm very lucky that I picked an office that has quite a few veterans that are, I would say, seasoned pros when it comes to real estate and me just sitting in a room, hearing them talk to other people, to other clients, to other real estate agents, how they negotiate makes me better. That's fantastic. Um, I guess for, for me as a young person, I'm, I, I don't really know how much money to in, invest. Um, how much of your, your income should you save for um, investments? It's all going to have to be relative to how much you're making. So how much are you making and how much is your cost of living? Based on what your cost of living is, which your cost of living should only be about 40% of your income, I would say at least 30% for you to save towards your down payment or to just save in general, to have that backup money just in case you need a rainy day fund. Fantastic. And are there any other books or resources that that you would recommend for a young person to read in order to get, you know, take charge of their financial future? Read news articles. I know it's one of those areas that's a little bit more um, gray right now, especially when it comes to younger people, especially when it comes to me. I think I didn't pick up a newspaper again until my broker of record was like, everyone should be reading the news. But the news does give us a good idea of what's going on, not only locally, but internationally. And that does affect what's going on in the market. 
And that's any type of market, the stock market, the real estate market, anything you plan on investing in, the more knowledge you have on it, the better it will be. Elena, can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, family influences? I know that for young people, you know, the opinions of their parents and family and their peers tends to have a big impact on, on them and what they study, the careers that they go into, the things that they invest in, even the boyfriends that they choose or the partners they choose to marry. Can you talk a little bit to that point about um, really just developing your own compass and you know driving your own way forward? I think you alluded a little bit to that at the beginning. So I think I mentioned it a little bit when I chose to get into real estate just because that was a big decision for me and it's something that no one in my family was doing. So it's not like it was a direct entry. My parents were doing it and that's how I ended up doing it. It wasn't like that at all. My parents had a clear mentality, doctor, lawyer, engineer, pick one and we're happy. Um, Unfortunately, it wouldn't have made me happy, which ultimately life is as good as you make it. And if you're not happy doing what you're doing, you're not going to want to be successful in that field because you're not going to enjoy working in it. So even if your parents or someone else is telling you to get into a certain field or all your friends are getting into a certain field, it shouldn't necessarily mean as much to you if you do not like it. So you do really need to like what you're, what you're doing because if you don't like what you do, you're never going to be successful in it. So stand strong. Stand strong. Honestly, parents tend to cave once they see you happy and successful. So you need to work hard regardless, because if you pick something that's not the beaten path that your parents have laid out for you, they're going to want to know that you're successful in it. So you need to work hard. Work hard and maybe have those hard conversations. Oh, trust right? me, they were difficult. Sometimes we, <laughs> yeah, sometimes we tend to avoid, you know, sitting down with our parents to talk about the things that are really important to us or maybe even very emotional to us. Um, but it's really, again, disrupt yourself to sit down have those difficult conversations, hash things out um, so that your parents have a feeling of of where you're coming from and they understand your emotion as well. I'm pretty sure I cried when I told them. (laughs) It's very (laughs) difficult to tell parents, especially ones that have a certain mentality that you're not going to do the path that they laid out for you. You're going to do something different. So I know it's hard, but it's better off in the long run. And trust me, my parents couldn't be happier now that they see me happy and they see me successful. That's so good. I think for me, like I come from um, a family of immigrant parents, so they have, you know, their own culture and their ideas of what I should be. And there's a lot of pressure to, um, you know, impress other family members and to be able to talk about, oh, about your kid and be like, oh, my kid's a doctor. Oh, my kid's this. And so honestly, what you've just said is just really inspiring. So now I won't feel about Um, changing my career path. Trust me, at the end of the day, when all of them are saying my kid's a doctor, my kid's a lawyer, your parents will turn around and say my kid's successful. That's it. Because you will work hard at whatever you love doing and you will succeed because that's all you can do. Uh, Last question for me, Elena. Because I find that the the pace of life is just getting faster and faster and faster now. The emails are endless, as you said. You know, you work seven days, I work seven days, you know, we're constantly working around the clock. And I feel like the fa- the pace of life is not going to slow down. 
what are some things that you do in terms of self-care just to manage the stress of everyday work and life? Honestly, I wish I had the perfect answer for you. I'm still working on what I can do to manage it because I haven't mastered it yet. Um, Right now, I'm very lucky that I'm in a field that I love doing what I do. So I'm not as stressed as I could be. But with the busier I do get, the more stressed I do get. And this is something that everyone needs to do. You need to find some sort of balance. I'm still working on what that balance is for me. I haven't found it yet, but when I do find it, I will let you know. Well, thank you for joining us today, Elena. It was amazing getting to talk to you and learn more about finances and real estate. Well, thank you so much for having me. I know this is a very difficult time for everyone, but please keep your chin ups. Things will turn around. I'm actually looking to buy my next property now, and it's solely because what's happened right now has given me the opportunity to get into the market at a lower price. Something like a pandemic doesn't happen every day, but it definitely has affected the real estate market. And it gave me the ability to get in right now at a price that I wouldn't have been able to get four months from now. So keep your chin up, keep pushing forward. And I'm sure that you will be successful in whatever you do. And failure comes and goes, but you learn through your failures and it will make you stronger. Thank you, everyone.